Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Are you there, David? Good morning, good morning, good morning. How's everybody doing today? Well, I'm good. I'm good. How was your weekend, David? Anything exciting? <laughs> the usual shenanigans, uh, Babs, uh, you know, with the two young guys my uh, my oldest my eight-year-old was in swim competitions all all weekend and um and then other than that there was a little bit of catch-up work at the house um we, you know one of the, probably the best thing that we did my favorite thing i should say that we did is we did something that we haven't done nearly enough of with our with our six and eight-year-old we had a, a family movie night on Saturday night. And I don't know if anybody's ever seen the movie called Wonder, but it's extraordinary. It really is a story about a kid who's probably 10 who just to be on this earth, he's to survive. He had 27 surgeries by the time he was in the fourth grade um, to allow him to hear, to see, to breathe. And, um, and, and through that, he uh, really suffered a significant amount of 
facial disfigurement. And so because of that and, and the medical procedures, he had been homeschooled his whole life, incredibly bright kid. His mom did a fantastic job of homeschooling him, especially in science. And um, they decided by fifth grade, he needs to go to school. And you can imagine being that kid. And um, he was so um, bothered, understandably, about his looks that uh, he would wear this space helmet. Um, same thing as an actual spaceman would wear. It would look just like that, but he'd wear that literally all day. And, um, and because he was so unhappy uh, about his, this disfigurement. And when he went to school, he had to take the helmet off and, um, you know, jumped on the bus, got on the bus that first day, parents so nervous and exactly the worst fears became realized and that every kid was just aghast at how he looked and pointing and, you know, oftentimes people, some kids making fun of them. But if you have not watched this movie, if you have kids, watch it with your kids. If you haven't, if you don't have kids, watch the movie anyways, because it is so incredibly powerful, uplifting, and such a reminder Babs of the power that we have with people. I, I try to share this all the time. Like we forget, especially in the midst of our busy lives, when things aren't going great, perhaps you're having an off day, off week, off month, off year, um, that we forget the power that we have to transform a life just simply by how we treat somebody. And I always say, leave people better than you found them uh, as an example of that. But yeah, that was that was the highlight for sure of the weekend. How was your weekend? It was good. You know, I a lot of the kids actually have to read that book in school. I'd love to see in the back chat if you guys have read the book Wonder. Just write the book uh, Wonder back there because I know that that um, <laughs> that uh, a lot of the um, kids read it and got a lot out of it. So I know my kids. Um, you know, really enjoyed it, but I never saw the movie, but I love the reminder of like just being grateful for, you know, what you have. And sometimes we just get caught up in so much of what we don't have. And that's a fear-based mindset. And um, I remember it's, a, it's like so incomparable to the story of wonder, but just every once in a while you do catch yourself getting caught up in, you know, such silly things. And I had this big, this stupid incident that happened years ago and they had, you know, I'd done all this work to put in a pool and I'd never had a pool and I'd wanted a dark bottom pool and I sent pictures and we'd all decided Barb was getting a dark bottom, black bottom pool. So this little sexy Hampton looking pool in my backyard. And I went away, came back and I came back and the pool was white bottom. It was, so I call my architect and my pool people. I'm like, uh, what happened here? Like the, before I show the picture that I sent architects, pool people yelling, fighting, emails are flying, bat, 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 bat. After and the architect calls me, she's like, I'm like, cause it's out of my hands. I'm like, I paid you guys to do a job. You guys figured out. And I didn't get involved after that until this point. My architect calls me. She's like, we're going to sue the pool company and you know, we're going to get the money back and da, da, da. And I was like, oh my God. So I pick up the phone. I call the owner of the pool company and I, she picks up the phone. She knows it's Barbara Majeski and she's like, hello. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is starting off on a right note. And I said, listen, if the biggest problem in my life is that my pool color is wrong, I'm doing okay. So why don't we figure out how to fix this and do it at cost? I'll split the cost three ways. And we'll just get it done. Nobody's going to make any money. Nobody like there's no, nobody's going to take anything off the top. The workers are going to get paid. Everyone's going to get that. But this is like my biggest problem in my life in that moment. I was like, oh my God, little Barbara Schwartz has a pool in her backyard and we're arguing about the pool color. And I, I share that because even in that moment, I was like, you know what? I think I'm doing okay. I think I'm doing okay. My biggest problem right now is my, and then I'd be diagnosed with stage three cancer and my marriage would end in a dumpster fire blaze of glory. So I must've had a premonition of like, my life is about ready to get real. So the pool color is okay. So anyway, I think that story always bears repeating. Yeah, I, I uh, you know, it's amazing, Barb, how life kind of twists and turns and I'm, I'm forever 
fascinated and, and a bit in a state of wonder, you know, um, about how you get lessons, you know, how things that in the moment may feel negative uh, or may feel uh, frustrating, uh, causing angst. And yet, you know, think of this, that story you just shared. I mean, in the moment, had to be not that much fun. But, you know, as you look back on it, it's something that you've been able to pull from, obviously, many times. And, you know, it's those things when things go right. Think about the tons of things that, that go right that's, that are probably small, uh, where things didn't go wrong. And we don't have memories of, of a huge percentage of those. But we tend to remember pretty much all of our adversities, all of our obstacles, all the times we've been knocked down, all the times we got back up. And, and I think there's a really good reason for that because there are always lessons in those things. Um, when things go uh, kind of off the rails, you know, when we do get knocked down, when, when we do get kind of, uh, well, when we get rejected and when uh, life is not going our way, even if we don't think so in that moment, um, later on down the line at the appropriate time, um, which is usually not determined by us uh, because oftentimes we can tend to get in the way of the lesson itself, but at some point the lesson reveals itself. And from that point on, we have the ability to draw from that lesson, to pull from that lesson from that point forward. And that's a pretty cool thing when you think about it. You know, I, I absolutely agree, you know, and so, listen, we don't always, uh, we don't always show up our best self. Uh, and sometimes we have to acknowledge like, like the punishment doesn't match the crime. And we've all done it where we all of a sudden just go from zero to cuckoo birds, you know, when we're like standing in line or there's traffic and then other days we're not bothered by traffic and we're not bothered by the lines. And we're just, you know, we're all showing up into these moments in our life with energy from another, you know, with what's going on in our head, but what's going on in that moment isn't always congruent. So sometimes we've, you know, just kind of, you know, uh, not handled ourselves at our highest expression, but, um, you know, we can, you know, we're, we're all doing, doing our very best. And the title of the room right now is what will they say about you? Uh, what will they say about you? Will you even be remembered? Jeez Louise, who's coming in? So, I don't. I don't know. Like, like Monday wow. morning. Can we wasn't edit that, this? Jesus, wasn't wasn't that a little bit harsh? <laughs> Are you even going to be? No, you're not going to be remembered. Right. I don't even know what to say. Ouch. Like, I, okay. I mean, the point is, you don't want to be remembered, but you want your good energy to last generations. You know, you want to give people an example that they can carry through their lifetime that you'd want to pay forward, you know, if you could do that more, but that's a little harsh. Will you even be remembered? Doubtful that, you know, those who love us, you know, I don't know. And if you believe in Buddhism, we have many circles around, you know, we come back. I don't know. Hey, <laughs> Barbara, what will they... Yes. Who's this? This, this is Mark is speaking blue background. I tell people Hi, all the time, friend. like, Hey, Hey, good morning. Uh, I tell people all the time, like, do you want to live or be remembered? You know, everybody's living. Everybody wake up every day and breathe and, and talk and, and and that's it. But everybody doesn't create. So if you want to be remembered, you got to create along the way. You can't just wake up and live. Uh, all the greats create. When they're no longer here, we can still press play on their videos. We can read their books. We know their quotes by heart. We know their teachings. And you got to create something along the way, uh, along with kids and your legacy, in order to be remembered. But if you're just waking up and living every day, then nobody's gonna remember you. It's so true. And actually what the social, your social digital footprint is actually your legacy. When your great, great grandkids research you, what are you saying? You know, what are you saying? What are you leaving behind? Are you leaving them little clues, little messages? And you're right, you have to be a creator. You have to be a docu, you know, a, a Oh God, what's the word? You have to be a document. You got to document your life, but I'm thinking of like a uh, a documentary. You got to docu. You've got to create a documentary of your life that people are going to see, and they're going to want to remember you, and they're going to want to know who you are. And 
You know, I do these courses and I'm actually launching one next Monday and the, the link is up at the top. If you guys are interested, you can DM me fall reset. And the point of the fall reset is just to take a conscious moment in your life, seven straight days where we just sit down and really go, what is your intention? What are your goals? So Marcus, part of what I talk about is where are you going? What's your intention? How do you want to live this life? And actually taking the pen and writing it down. And when I tell people to write, write things down, like I do this one part is um, I do goal setting. So it's this formula that's used in the military. And the first part of the formula um, is your situation. So it's an acronym S-M-E-A-C. And if you've ever been in the military, um, they, they, it's, it's a military acronym. S stands for situation. And I always say, Marcus, you're like speaking my language this morning. I always say, what's your situation? Now write your situation as if you were writing to your great, great, great grandkids. Like you tell them everything. You want them to know what you had for breakfast, how much you weighed, how tall you were, you know, what kind of car do you drive? Where do you live? Who are your pets? What is your daily routine? I, I, I want you to take full inventory of your situation and write it as if you are speaking to generations to come because that is going to help you organize your thoughts because the next part of that that acronym is mission where are you going you know what's your intention where are you going what are we doing like what's our plan are we where are we, we're in new jersey where are we going what's our plan what's our plan for our life what vertical do we want to really improve our wealth our health our happiness our relationships with our family you know, where are we going? So, and then being the creator of that, you would really like my acronym, although it's not my acronym. Because <clears throat> so you do the situation, mission, um, execution, which is, okay, how are you going to do it? What are you doing? How are you creating the life of your dreams? How are you creating the best version of yourself? How are you leaving this world a better place? How are you creating um, memories for your kids and your grandkids? Like, how, what are you doing? What's the, the E is the execution. What are you creating and how are you, what are you doing? Um, A is administration and C is command, which administration is, okay, keeping track of things, commanders are your, um, are your mentors, your coaches, your accountability partners. So you're speaking my language of you are the creator of your own destiny. You are creating and leaving a legacy. So, and I just love the idea when I do these programs. Um, and again, the link is up at top. If you don't see it, just DM me reset. It's starting on Monday. I do it for seven days. I do like two a year. So this is your shot to do it and do it with me. And it's a total transformative uh, seven day reset. And I absolutely love it. But that's part of it is like, okay, let's get conscious about what we're creating, the life that we're living and not just be like a feather, you know, a leaf in the wind this fall season. So thank you, Marcus. I, I appreciate that. I still sound like garb, don't I, David? No, you sound good, Barbara. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah I, I, well, it's not my best you know, voice, I, I was, but I'm trying. I was, I was, it was uh, obviously joking with Barb on Saturday. When was it? Saturday, I think it was. Yeah, or maybe Friday. But it sounded like she she took up to uh, start smoking Marcus uh, Camel Nut filters or something. <laughs> Paul Malls, Marcus. Uh, and uh, Paul Malls. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's um it's it's interesting. And Marcus, I was just in Houston, and I I, I didn't know you're from there, uh, but. It would have been nice to come. I hate I missed you. I was but, actually uh, trying to get on your call on Friday to talk about the fourth quarter, uh, to, to learn more about the fourth quarter. This is our Jordan year going into 2023, and I really wanted to go into the fourth quarter with a, a good a good boost. So I hate I missed your Friday call. Oh, well, if you hit the uh, uh, Facebook community, uh, my Facebook community, the replay and the deck are up there uh, today. So you can check it out. I would love to hear your feedback, but yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, you know this this saying, "What will they say about you?" I remember seeing the play Hamilton. I don't know if anybody, if you've seen the play Hamilton, put it in the chat. But one of the most memorable lines in that entire play is, um, "Who lives? Who dies? Who tells your story?" You know, who will tell your story? And I happened to hear something over the weekend, Barb which I personally have never heard before, but what a powerful statement uh, this is. So check this out. I think you're going to love this. Um, it says your deeds 
become your monuments. How's that? So we all know what monuments are. Ooh, I like Monu that. Right? Monuments are constructed oftentimes over years and sometimes decades, right? Brian was talking on Saturday about a church he saw in England that had been constructed. It took over a hundred years. There's, there, if, you, if you look like the Sistine Chapel, the person that came up with the idea of the Sistine Chapel never saw it um, completed because of the length of time that it took to construct that, that uh, Sistine Chapel. And so monuments are powerful because they don't go away. They outlive the people that created them. They outlive what they were supposed to initially stand for. And so what a powerful statement, isn't it? That our deeds that we do on each and every day, and obviously the ones that we do continuously, the ones we're dedicated to. So Barb, what you, when you did this reset the first time, for example, that was something but as you continue to do that, as you continue to pour out and share what you've learned through some of your incredibly powerful uh, life lessons, um, you know, that literally becomes a monument. And so it's pretty cool mm -hmm. to think about. If you're going to think about who's going to tell your story, why not go out and build a monument today? Isn't that a cool thing? You know, I, I love that thought. I'm, gonna, I'm writing that down. And also, you know, we we only control our effort in in the world so like when i launch these um you know these accountability challenges these resets i feel like i have something of great value i'm like i have to do this i have to share this with other people i think it's what people i know it's what people want i don't worry about the like outcomes i don't care about how many people show up or like i'm just i've i've been i've been so blessed that when i was in sales this is what i learned from door to door sales is that in life you control very few things your attitude your work ethic and your intention like those are those are it. You, you're not going to control the weather you're not going to control other people you're not going to control other people's judgment of you like if you start like breaking things down you're like all i really can do is be in relentless pursuit of living my best life right i i have to focus on my attitude about it my intention about living a good life and my effort, you know, you know, it's my attitude, my effort and my intention. Those three things. I learned that door to door sales. Can you believe that in my 20s? And I've never forgotten. And I continue to share that because when I launch these, it was is it's with the intention of like, I know this is what people need right now. I know collectively we need a reset. We need to become conscious about our consumerism because we're buying too much crap and we're not getting the things that we want. We're buying, buying, buying. So that we, we, you buy things, right? For three main reasons, to, to build your wealth, your health, your happiness. That's it. You, it, it either this product's gonna make you happy, it's gonna make you wealthy, or it's gonna improve your health. Those, those are it. And food goes in the happy category, okay? And beauty products, it's a happy category. And, you know, we're just over, we're gluttonous. We're, we're just hitting add to cart. We're not even conscious. We're going out to our front door or to our doorman, and we're like, oh my God, I forgot what I ordered. And we're laughing about it, but it really is, it's a sign of that we're just being very unconscious. So I'm launching this with the intention of like, I want to help you really declutter your life. I want I want to pad your pockets for Christmas. And I want you to always have a really strong default when life gets crazy. I want you to have a really strong reset that you can always refer back to that I've like, my, I have non-negotiables, you know, water walking and writing. Um, but I'm launching all of this with just the intention of like, I know that this can help people. And if my great, 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 great grandkids research this at some point, it'll always be applicable. There's nothing I'm talking about right now that exists in some silo and some like echo chamber, like, oh, it's only applicable to people alive in 2023. These are pillars of transformation, how to like reset your life. But again, I mean, I just love what you're talking about is that what you do, you know, creates the, the monuments of your life. And, uh, you know, I'm just backing that up with like, focus on your intention, focus on your relentless pursuit of those intentions and check your attitude because your attitude definitely this is so cliche. I'm going to say it because maybe somebody needs to hear it. Your attitude dictates your altitude. If you have a bad attitude, man, you are always going to shut your own self down. You are always going to end your game. 
just be in relentless pursuit with pure optimism, hope, and joy. And you are going to go a lot farther than somebody that's doom and gloom and taking no responsibility. And anyway, I just, I hope more people do, you know, I hope everyone that needs a little bit of a reset joins me starting next Monday because I don't do it often and I'm doing it live. I work with my people live. I don't send any automated, you know, nothing, nothing's automated. It's, it's me live every day teaching you the pillars of transformation and what it means to really reset your life and get yourself on stable ground. And I'm also teaching people how to make money this week. It's a new fresh one. So why not pad your pockets for Christmas? <laughs> so that, so, so Babs, that starts to want to be clear for everybody that starts next Monday. It starts next Monday. You register now and um, I go live every 8 a.m. in my Facebook group. We're going over the five pillars of transformation, but within those pillars, um, there are there's goal setting, there's journal writing, there's non-negotiables, which I set in the beginning. Very powerful, you're gonna think they're very simple, but we make things very conscious. And in the middle of the week, we're actually, I'm going through, there's a part two, a reset that is about decluttering and as fundamental as it is, it is one of the most powerful things that you can do in your life to start moving out negative thoughts, negative beliefs, false narratives. Do you actually start cleaning out small areas of your life? And it's so cathartic that it opens up the, it, it, it like dissolves block blockages, not only in your home, but also in your heart and your mind. So I'm going through two, like two days going through decluttering and how to sell your sell your goods like really like it's time for you to schedule a day where you are just purging and merging in some money so yeah that's what it's all about and i have a bunch of sites and tips for selling stuff online and doing yard sales and i don't know it's just it's trust me this will be the only reset anybody does where they actually make more money <laughs> than they than they invested in so that's what it is david and if anybody has any questions pipe in yeah. So, um, and, and by the way, if anybody on this, if anybody's not on the stage and wants to come up on the stage, uh, hopefully hand raising is on. Um, and if you have something that you want to interject at any time, please do so. Um, it's wonderful when there's a level of engagement or interaction. You know, the one thing I was going to say is, is we oftentimes think about and I and this is what made me think about this is when you talk about attitude is, is your, uh, de determines your altitude. First things first, isn't it interesting when you think about it that cliches uh, oftentimes are dismissed. Um, oftentimes the first thing that they're met with is sometimes somebody will roll their eyes or go, yeah, 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 I've heard it. I've heard it, Bob's. I've heard that a million times. Okay, but but have you bought into it? Uh, have you listened to it? Are you living in concert with it? Have you considered this? That no cliche becomes a cliche unless it stands the test of time. Have you ever thought about that? Every cliche that you hear in your life has been around for decades, if not centuries, and they've stood the test of time because they're true. It turns out. Well, true. let's talk about like, let's dial up some cliches that are good. You're kind of cracking me All up right. right now, but you're so right because right. even though it's it is, it, it, sometimes you yeah, just, so I, it, it I, like yeah, works. Let's do a challenge. I dare anybody. Yeah. I, we Bring dare, me a cliche. We, 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 we are collaboratively daring anybody in the stage to share any cliche Wait, that can, you have. I, I have to kick it off by sharing my Nana's cliche. And she would say, if you are not true to your teeth, they will be false to you. And I always thought that was so silly, but she is, <laughs> I, was, I don't know. Anyway. All right, Nana, I gave you a little, a little uh, celebrity time there. Um, who else has a good cliche? This could be a lot of fun. Don't even say you cliche? don't. Just stop it. Somebody out there's got a cliche. Everyone's like Googling cliches. Wake it up, shake it up. What goes up must come down. <laughs> all these people, all these people with Glenn's pictures, and they wakey, don't wakey. Come on, Megan. Okay, okay. I'm here. I have this one. Is William. Okay, go ahead. Really? I heard a girl, and then William. That was Megan. Go ahead, Megan. 
well, it's one of my mother's favorite. You talked about Nana. He who lives in glass houses should not throw stones. <laughs> That's a classic. So true. And somebody needs to hear that today. All right, Matthew, I heard now, you. Now, yeah. Yes. Is, is that, I mean, can anybody prove that's not true? And that sounds like a pretty solid idea. If you live in a glass house, you shouldn't probably be throwing rocks in your house, right? So um, obviously, unless you're bulletproof, you know, obviously, if you want to get biblical, you know, uh, let he without sin cast the first stone. That was what I remember from Catholic school. Uh, but that sounds true to me. William, how about you? What's your favorite cliche? Well, one of my favorite cliches I used to always use in the military whenever I'm talking to the guys, you know, in the military, they would sit around the water cooler, if you will. And you always hear people talking the big game. And uh, I would just end it. You live at a level of which you speak. So if you're talking trash, that's what you are. That's what you're going to get. So talk the good talk, walk the good walk. That's all, that's it. Thank you. Well, I, I love that one. Uh, uh, first of all, it's powerful. Second of all, I, that's one that you don't hear that often, but you obviously that thing is spot on true as well. And, and it really speaks also, William, to what Babs was saying a little bit of it, is that your attitude determines your altitude, right? Your, your self-talk becomes your external talk. Your external talk dictates how people see you, right? It, it determines who you are as a person. So that, that's a great one. Anybody else? just wanted to add back to the glass house thing. You know, it's about um, gossip to me, anyhow, you know, and we're talking about what he just shared, you know, and it's about just your heart should lead and remember that everyone is fragile, you know, and uh, therefore just be integrous and not throw stones. You know, it's, it's a fundamental of uh, just really how one should live of just being aware, you know, just being aware of others' feelings and he who lives in glass houses because we're all, you know, fragile and need that support and kindness of others. I Megan, love that you, know, you just, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say one thing and then I want you to wrap it up because I know you have to jump. Uh, but I was just going to say this, that my favorite quote of all time, it's not a cliche, it's a quote, is be kind, everyone's fighting a battle. And I really, exactly. I believe that. I believe that heart and soul. Barb, go ahead. So I'm listening to this. I'm like, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And as cliche and uh, I don't know, sophomoric as that might sound, you know, I'm um, somewhat of a public figure and I put myself out there. And some of my opinions in regards to mandates are not popular. And um, man, do people attack me so viciously and I'm just speaking my truth through experience and advocating for truly what I, my heart cannot stop my mouth. My heart cannot stop my mouth. My head is like, just keep your, keep your head down, keep your mouth shut, protect yourself. And my heart is like, no, Barbara, you went through this for a purpose. Do not be quiet. But when people come at me, I have to like sing that song to my, myself. I'm like, you're a coward and your words will never hurt me. I am speaking my truth. And, you know, you, sometimes you just need that validation, that, that cliche that says you are not alone in a certain battle. And I, so I love that. I'm like, your words can't hurt me. And it's so true. They might sting a little bit, but actually the more people come at me, the less I feel the pinch of the haters um, and I've gotten really good at it. And now like I listen to like Grant and all these other very high profile people and they talk about their haters. I'm like, I guess I'm in good company. So as we're talking about that, sticks and stones may break my bones, but your words will never hurt me, uh, does land. So I appreciate everybody this morning. I do have to tap out. Um, I got a million and 42 things going on. If you guys want to join my seven day, um, reset, I can tell you right now, it is transformative. Everybody that does it absolutely loves it. And I enjoy meeting more people from Clubhouse in real life. I mean, we don't meet in real life, but we do connect on a more intimate level through um, our private Facebook groups and our Zoom. So I hope you guys will join. If you have any questions, just DM me. And I appreciate all of you. Can I pop in for half a second? Yes, who's that? It's 
Victoria? No, Victoria. Take full, yeah, take up <laughs> It's full Victoria. I just Victoria. want to say that I've take signed up. For, I've just signed up for Barbara's um, seven-day live fall reset, and I'm so excited to sign up. I went so far as I got her water bottle, and I've got the journal, and I just can't wait. So if you have any doubt whatsoever, I've not heard anything but rave reviews about anything that Barbara does. So this, if you're looking for a sign, or if you're on the, the fence, not sure what to do, this is your sign to go ahead and click that link and sign up. And I would love to see you there. Thanks, Barbara. Thanks, David, for the time. Thank hey, you, my friend. <laughs> Uh, I was, first of all, Babs, thank you for taking the time to jump in for 30. You know, you've got something going. So uh, we will carry the ball from here. But thank you so much and excited for your seven-day challenge. I know it is not something that Barb does that often. I think maybe two times a year, I believe, possibly three at the most. So please don't miss the opportunity. I'm with Victoria. I think it's an opportunity. And you're, you're where you are for a reason. You know, there's a, there's another saying, you're always exactly where you're meant to be. And though we fight that sometimes, we, we sometimes want to grab the steering wheel of this car from the universe and force it where we want it to go. As we all know, that typically doesn't work. But sometimes if you just kind of let go, um, or here's another visual. Imagine you're swimming upstream in a river. And I mean, you're struggling, you're fighting so hard to try to survive. Don't know if you're going to make it. But then it occurs to you, why don't I just turn around and let the river take me where, where it needs to go? And, and you're going to be so much better off that way. So this is one of those opportunities, I think, in life that presents itself. And you are in this room for a reason. So like Victoria says, listen, what do you have to lose? Uh, you got absolutely nothing to lose. If the blueprint you have, if the plan you've been following, if the strategy that you've adhered yourself to, is not taking you where you want to go, if it has not created your best life, why not throw those strategies, those plans, those blueprints in the trash? And why not try somebody else's who has rendered great success? Seems like that would make all the sense in the world. Um, so Babs, wishing you the best on that, and we will see thank you later. Thank you, thank you. And Babs, listen, go buy that patch thing, stick it on your arm, you've got to quit smoking the cigarettes. <laughs> no more palm oils. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone. I appreciate right. it. So does anybody else uh, have anything that they want to share as far as a cliche or a lesson? I got one life? for you, David. I got one Hit for me. you, David. Uh, so I, I love the sticks and stones. I grew up on that one. <laughs> me too. Uh, so um, the more you read, the more money you make. Uh, the more you read, the more money you make. That's a cliche uh, I actually believe in. I've been sharing that one for quite some time. I think everybody should add it to their repertoire. I agree with you. I, I was sharing with people uh, probably at least twice in the last month. And this is a remarkable statistic. A statistic it's factual. Um, this is not fake news. You could look it up a thousand times. You're going to get the same answer. The average human reads between two and four books a year. And I actually think that's kind. I think there's a lot of people, a lot of humans that don't even read a single book in any given year, but two to four, they say is on average, on balance, but yet the top performing people on the planet uh, and top CEOs in the, in, in the country, they read an average. This is not the most, this is just the average. They read an average Marcus of 60 books a year. Think about that. That's over one book a week. And if you think about it, you know, did they get to be a top CEO because they were reading the books or did they start reading books when they were, became top CEOs, chicken or the egg? I, I think it's the former. You know, they became top CEOs, they became top performers as a byproduct. And if you, if you think about that, you know, if I read, let's just say that I read two books a year and Marcus is reading 60 books a year. He's an entrepreneur, I'm an entrepreneur. And all of you here on this on this stage, everybody listening, there's 161 people in here, Marcus. Who are you going to bet on? Are you going to bet on me reading two books a year? That 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 if you give me ten thousand bucks or a thousand bucks or a hundred thousand bucks, that I'm going to return uh, on your investment? That I'm going to successfully make money for you? Or are you going to bet on Marcus? I'm putting all my money on Marcus. Don't you think, Marcus? 
Oh yeah, that's a great bet right there. You know what I'm saying? Again, that's a great bet. You got to read to know where you're going. That's right. All right. Anybody else? I'll jump in, David. It's credit. What's up? Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I uh, hope to see you soon. I mean, we need to have that glass of wine. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be in Vegas for about a minute. Um, I'm just flying in to do a, um, I got a meeting and a dinner meeting and then I'm flying right back out to, I think I go to San Diego uh, after that. Wait, you're, but, com wait, you're coming in tonight? Uh, no, I'll come in tomorrow afternoon okay. just to do two meetings and a dinner meeting and then I'll just bounce right back out to San Diego because I've got meetings there on uh, Wednesday morning. But well, text, I'll be back Text there. me. Well, if you're here, text me. I might, I'm on the strip, so you know, I can pop in anytime. Um, but yeah, I love this title, guys. It's you know, showing up. I think showing up is is so important. Uh, I I, Bar I met Barbara what a week two weeks ago at Mom Link, and that was when the hurricane was going on. And I know it was a struggle for us to get there, but when we set our mind to something and when people are counting for us to show up because we've already talked about showing up and I had two canceled flights um, before I had to get over there and you, you got to do whatever it takes because people are waiting for you and if you don't show up I think you let a lot of people down and that's been my whole model is you know how do you show up for people right if you say you're going to do something you got to do it. You know, if you say you're going to be there, make the effort. And I think people don't put enough effort to show up, show up as they had promised. And what do you leave behind when you do show up? Like how, how are you engaging with people? Uh, what things do you say? And I think sometimes for me, less is more. Because when people do meet and when you unmic, unmute on this uh, particular app and the very few things that you do say and you really make that big impact on the few words that you say, people remember. People's, you know, people's memories are so short. The attention span is so short that sometimes when you say so much, they don't remember. But the very little stories that you touch people on is how they remember you. I love telling stories. And the only way that you can tell these powerful stories is you have to go out and live a life. And yeah, you, reading is great, <laughs> but you're reading other people's stories. But when you go out and actually go and put the effort into meeting people and doing things and showing up, your story is so much more powerful than somebody else's story. So that's my thought there is, how do you live your life? What do you leave behind? And even when you are speaking on an app like this, my mother always says, live life so that people enjoy your company when you're with them. And the minute you leave, they miss you terribly. You left that paw print in their heart. So that's how I would say to this topic is, you know, especially when you're speaking on this app and when you make something, a point that's so powerful, the next person that comes up and talks is go, you know, I like what Credit Ninja said, and this is the reason why. And that's how you leave that impression. Back to you, David. Thanks, Credit. I appreciate that. I've heard you share that many times. It never gets old because, again, it's true. And I was in my coaching class last Friday uh, one of the things I, I literally ask people to do, I mean, I said, like, I'm not just suggesting it, like, I'm telling you, you've got to do this. And because it really, one other thing about your story is it dictates where you are now and it dictates where you're going. So I said, I want you to sit down, find a quiet place, you know, pull out your voice memo app on your on your Android phone or your iPhone. And I want you just to tell your story. If I was sitting next to you right now, if we were sitting next to each other on a plane and I turn to you, which I typically will, I'm not the guy who's going to tune you out, plug in, um, because I've met some of the most incredible people that are friends to this day. People, I've got people I've met on a plane, on a one-hour flight that I'm friends with to this day. And some of them had extraordinary stories. 
and I'll just say, hi, I'm David, what's your story? And in almost every case, not everyone, but in almost every case, people will just respond and start telling you. And sometimes you hear the most extraordinary things that you learn so much from. But while I'm impacted by your story, are you impacted by your story? Think about that. And by the way, I want to say thank you to everybody in the back chat who is sharing a, a lot of really, really great sayings. Um, there's, there's people like Faith is, <laughs> Faith is on fire. Faith is running, writing like she's running out of time. Um, but you know, uh, Laren or Laron, I don't know the correct uh, pronunciation. Smallest pebbles make the biggest ripples. Um, that you know, that's a, a really great one that I've, I haven't heard in a long time. And so I, I want you, you know, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. That's V. And there's so many others. So I just want to thank you for taking the time to weigh in. But but think about this. Isn't it interesting that you'll hear somebody else's story and you'll go like Barb's story. It's amazing. And it is amazing. It's amazing what she went through and how she answered the call during the, the course of the greatest adversity in her life. And it became the gateway, the doorway to the greatest transformation of her life. The Barb Majeski you see today that we all hear today exists without that adversity. She doesn't. And so she has this amazing story. But her life didn't become extraordinary until she came to realize her story had as much impact on her as it did on other people. And you all have amazing stories because you are where you are, whether you're struggling right now, you're having the time of your life, whether you're having the best year of your life, or whether this has been the toughest year of your life, you are the living byproduct of your story, how you grew up, how you were parented, what lessons you were taught, what your siblings did or didn't do for you your teachers, your friends, your family's friends, all impacted you, your coworkers, your friends you have today. And they all had some level of impact on you. And you may be struggling right now, but, but damn it, you're surviving. You're still standing. And if you look behind you, 60 days or a year, every one of you has got a hardship or an adversity that you've left in its wake, in your wake. And you're standing and it's gone. It's still here. It's not front and center anymore. So you should give yourself credit. Take the time to tell your story, however long that takes, and be reminded of who you are and how you got here and the power that you have within you. I think it's such an incredibly important exercise. Who else has a cliche? David, hey, it's, it's Joyce Lynn. Anna and then Joyce. Go ahead, Anna. Wonderful Good morning, to see David. You. Yeah, great to see you. Okay, I just have to, to ask everyone, click on David's link, go to his link tree, sign up for his coaching calls. I mean, they are just incredible. The fact that he dedicates, he says it's an hour. It's never an hour. He just gives and gives and gives selflessly. And I always come away with pages of notes. And he did share that, you know, take the time to write out your story. How did you become the person you are? How did I get to where I am? And um, then from there, how do I get the results I want? And so, um, and he, he said, just record it, talk it out. And, and what I'll share with that is, uh, you know, just with Barbara, you know, her, her story that we know and, and can resonate with on many levels. And everyone here has a story. And I believe the reason why it's important to go back and think through our story to how we got to where we are today. We are all a combination of the decisions that we've made so far and things that have happened in our lives. And many times, um, not by our own choosing. And I believe that those come into our lives so that we can share them with others, that we are each a puzzle piece of humanity. That is my deepest belief to my core and that we are meant to share our stories to share what we've been through to help someone else. So David, I want to thank you um, for something that um, I've been thinking through, and I think you just kind of 
gave me a catalyst and um, brought it together for something I've been wanting to do. So I have to thank you for that. I have to thank you for our mentoring calls because um, it's been worth more than its weight in gold um, and completely um, put us on a trajectory that's going to be wonderful. And one last thing I want to say as far as the um, cliche, it, I, I don't know that this is a cliche, but it goes back to what Barbara's doing, which I love, um, and it's about simplifying. And it's a quote that I recently heard, and it's called, it says, the ability to simplify means to eliminate the unnecessary so that the necessary may speak. And in our noisy world, in our noisy lives, I think now more than ever, it's so important to just simplify, to get back to basics, to get rid of the things, the purchases that we've made over the years, as Barbara's going to help everyone do in her reset, and unload that baggage so that you can allow the necessary to speak, to free yourself up, to make, create a path forward, to be successful in whatever that definition of success is for you. So love this room. Thank you both for always bringing it. I always come away with takeaways and appreciate you both. Anna, thank you. Can't thank you enough for the kind words. I appreciate it. And it always is wonderful to see you in the coaching calls. And it um, obviously makes my heart happy to know that I've been able to have a positive impact on you. I love what you just shared. I'm telling my kids all the time, and I want you guys to think about this. As you're thinking about your stories, if you write your story today, if you just verbalize it on a voice note today, if you've got kids, uh, we have the opportunity to help teach them how to craft their story in a way that can serve them literally the rest of their lives. And one of the things I share with them constantly because you know kids just want things. Kids see something, they watch a program, they see the commercials. Those marketers, you know, marketers, holy cow, I mean, they're evil when it comes to anything a kid is watching because they know exactly that audience. They know they're gonna trigger their this incessant desire that I want this, I want this, I want this. And I try to teach them, we constantly are teaching them about marketing and what marketing is and what they're attempting to either take your time or take your money. And if you think of it in that context, it sounds like a, sounds like a movie villain, right? I'm either going to take your time, rob you of your time, or I'm going to rob you of your money. And they rob you of one other thing. And through those three things, they rob you of something even more important. And that's your happiness. Because if, if somebody's marketing something to me, if I'm stuck in this constant need or desire to have another thing and another thing and another thing, that means I am forever keeping myself from having fulfillment or happiness. Those marketers are taking the money that it took so much effort to create. They're taking time that you will never get back again, ever. Great Japanese saying, uh, translates to each moment only once. Every moment you have today, every moment you have today will happen one time in your lifetime. That's it, in that context. And then focus as well. So I love what you just shared so much. Um, who else? Somebody else was, was going to say something. There's I was another. Joyce. Who was that? This is Joyce. Joyce. Hi, Joyce. How are you? Good, David. How you doing? Uh, I just want to say this room has been great and uh, mentors are some of the most amazing things like yourself and Barb. So I had a mentor um, and when I was in business and he taught me that success unshared is failure. And uh, that's John Paul DeGiorio. I don't know if anybody knows who that I is. Know him, owner I of know Patron. him well. That's right. And he's, tequila. He's Paul Mitchell is who he is. Yeah. Yep. Well, I was a hairdresser. I still am, but I had a salon for 30 years and he was such a mentor to me. I was lucky enough to uh, have lunch with him for some of the things I did to give back and share with other people. So Barb's, I've been with Barb since the beginning. I was one of her OGs and she just gives back and, and her success is because she gives back. Your success is because you give back to other people and you lift people up. So I just wanted to come in here and, and, and thank you for that and Barb. And my, a little bit of my story is that I lost my sister at 42 to breast cancer. Three months later, I lost my dad um, to lung cancer. My sister had a type of breast cancer called inflammatory carcinoma. She was gone in three months. 
this type of breast cancer comes out as a rash and not a lump, which most women, most men don't know. So please share that. Um, and it's very fast moving and it's deadly. So that's my goal for this month is to get out here and share that. But also um, just, you know, to, to share my success with that was having a cut for a cure, making this knowledge known to people and sharing that. And Barb gave me an opportunity on the stage many years ago uh, during the pandemic to kind of tell my story and, and talk about it. And, and she helped me to do that. So this is Joyce. I'm just going to end with um, an acronym someone else gave me called SIAMOA, which is success is a matter of attitude. And thank you, everybody. Everyone's shares have been amazing. Thank you, Joyce. That was absolutely tremendous. And uh, God bless your sister and your dad. Hey, David. Um, thank you for sharing that with us. Who's that? Norman. Norman. Norman, how are you, man? Good. It's a holiday here in Canada, so it's our Thanksgiving. Oh, that's right. It's Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving Day Thanks. to all of my Canadian friends. <laughs> um, I'm just going to make it quick. Uh, that's ironic, right? Um, <laughs> just to thank you. <laughs> You're laughing there, buddy. Um, just appreciate what you've been doing for last year and the impact it's helped on, I guess, people on the stage and myself um, in conversations and business with people and stuff. And what I back channeled you the other day when I met this lady who came to my office to uh, just pick up a trade show booth, we were talking and she had a bit of a story. And I said, you know, you got to tune into this guy, David Spizak. She goes, who is that? And what is Clubhouse or what is even Breakout, the other app? So I started showing her and I said, we're always here to learn. And she's in the insurance business. So I sent her the link and everything. I don't know if she's joined. And she goes, this man does this. And I go, a lot of people do this, but it's hidden. And when it's hidden, you need to bring it out to other people. So hopefully they can understand you know, what you say, what we're all about and what they're all about and what they can share and how we can learn. I'm hoping that this person will join the group and, you know, uh, come in as a member of the community, which, you know, you're growing it, we're growing it with you and that. And I, and I just thank you for it. And I'll land my plane. Thank you, Norman. I appreciate you so much. Um, it was very kind of you to do that. And, you know, somebody told me something when I was a kid and I was probably uh, displaying some form of stubbornness at the time. Um, I was always the smallest child in my class. Every year I was, you could, you know, they always line up tallest to shortest. Okay. I was always last one. I was always the caboose. And when I went into, uh, when I was a freshman in high school, just to give you guys a picture, I was five feet tall, dripping wet. Um, and I mean, that's it. If you, and that was being kind. I was not even maybe 95 pounds. And, and I had an eye patch, which was just a coup de gras. Um, because I had had a, a bicycle accident with a car, the car one, by the way, causes uh, caused double vision and some neurological issues at the time, which thankfully uh, resolved themselves over time. But, you know, I was despite that, despite having a tough beginning despite, you know, uh, us, you know, not having anything. I just, I don't know where I had this stubbornness from this pushback. And this person said, you know, I could tell you something over and over, but until you're ready to receive it, you will not hear what I'm telling you. And isn't that true in life that how many times do we sit here? Do we, all of us get on, listen to a clubhouse room, Somebody says something so profound, they say something so impactful, and they go, yeah, that's true, that's true. But until we're ready to hear it, we actually won't really do anything with it. We won't take action. And as I've been really trying to share, Norman, with folks, as you know, um, and thank you for always showing up in those coaching classes, but as you know, I tell people all the time, the goal is not just to get smarter. The goal is to get better. Getting smarter means you walk away from this coaching call, or I'm sorry, this, this room or any uh, clubhouse room, you walk away from any coaching call, whether it's Babs, mine, or anybody else's, and you learn something you didn't know before, or you learn something about yourself you didn't know before, or you now acknowledge 
this is why I'm not where I want to be. But I guess that's good because at least you have that first level, that first stage. But the goal is not just to go, okay, now I know why I'm not where I want to be. The goal is to actually be able to do something about it. And that doesn't take smarter, it takes better. And that means when you hear another cliche, knowledge is power, it's having the understanding that knowledge really is not power until it's activated, put into use. So thank you for that. Anybody else want to join? We've got four minutes. David, David this I is do. William again. Uh, wait, I heard Tara and then who else? Uh, William. William, you can go first. Tara and then okay. William. Just quickly. So anybody who isn't in his classes, I'm another huge fan. I don't always get to attend everyone because I volunteer at a local school here roughly at about the same time. But David, I know quite a few people on this app. There's nobody, not one single person that I have gone into any Zoom or masterclass that gives that much value. And we are all wired for connection, all of us as human beings. And I'm, you know, I'm a huge fan of yours. You have Thank this you. beautiful art of sharing, genuinely sharing and connecting with people, giving people space and time and being present. And that is truly a gift because not everybody is present when other people are speaking. And that's what binds us together. When I came on this app, I came on this app not to um, I didn't come to monetize. I came at a time when I knew people were feeling very isolated. They just needed people to talk to. And I remember telling my story once and in a room, it was early, early on, like a year, over a year ago, I received 63 messages from telling my story as scary as it was. And from that day, I said, I'll never not tell my story because those were 63 people that needed to hear something that I said, whatever it was that change them. And that's what it is, guys. It's share your stories because you don't know where people are at. You don't know how bad of a day they're having or the, the brink that they're on. So share your stories, be vulnerable, be courageous like you were when you were a kid and share your stories. I love your segments, David. I love your Zooms. Guys, click on the link above. I'm a huge fan. Go and listen to this beautiful man. David. Tara, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Well, well hold on, Norm, because I want to make oh, sure we get to William first. I'll go we ahead. We only have two minutes, but I do want to thank Tara. And and Tara, you're you're an absolutely wonderful human being, beautiful human being, and you you your story that you shared uh, was just incredible. And I'm just reminded of the fact that when we drop our our guard, we let our guard down to Tara's point, and we allow ourselves to be vulnerable. It, isn't it remarkable how many more of the right people we pull in, we attract in our life versus somebody who's just posting a picture of themselves standing in front of a rented Lamborghini or somebody who's being braggadocious or somebody's telling how great they are at being this or being that. So it was remarkable when you shared your story. I was absolutely astonished. Um, you know, Tara's story is a movie. Is, I'm just going to leave it right there. So if you haven't connected with Tara, please do. She is as real as real gets, and she's as powerful as as, as anybody that I know. Um, William, what were you going to share? Yeah, I was going to share uh, experiences uh, that uh, from military to uh, to the business environment. Uh, a quote that I heard from Martin Luther King: "You know, the measure of character is not where you stand during moments of content and convenience, but rather where you stand during moments of challenge and controversy." And I watched this play out in the military a lot, where uh, you know, at the training base back in the rear, you know, a lot of guys would have uh, you know three square meals a day, you know nice, comfortable rack to sleep in every day and, you know, great training environment. But uh, things change once we got in the combat zone and uh, things happen. And you'd see how people's character would fall apart um, and they, they wouldn't be able to man up. So the true character is where you stand when you're going through challenge and controversy. And that goes to business as well. You know, everything's great, office environment, but... You know, when you go to slug it out in the business environment, are you really able to pony up? So just my share for the day. Thank you. I, I appreciate that so much. And <clears throat> I was in the Navy. So any and all of us who were in the military, you know, one of the first things they teach you is, is things that in the moment you may not understand again. But you, you learn that there's everything that we learn in the military is by design. And, and really important because it's, it's designed to teach you how to act, how to respond, how to be, 
in a moment of crisis when your team needs you, when the person on the left and the right of you needs you. And um, and so I appreciate you sharing that, William. I thought that was tremendous. Thank you. We are at the top of the hour. I don't know who's following. Who's on this morning? Is it Judge? It's Judge Davis. David, if you can go a little longer, you can. Or Trevor's on the okay. stage. Trevor, cool. if, you, if you want to take it early. Cool. Um, so is can Trevor, I say something? So either I, I'm. I'm calling on either side. Whoever that was, please, yes, please weigh in. Oh, good morning, David. This is Louise. Good morning, everybody. Breakfast with Champions. Oh, Louise I Brown, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, David. I'm sorry I came in on the last part of when you were speaking, so I missed a lot in the room, but I just had to chime in here. <clears throat> sorry, sorry, guys. I'm so throat here. Uh, I had to just chime in and say to everyone, first of all, morning to everyone on stage and morning to everyone down below. You are loved and cherished, and I want you all to know how special David is and how much he pours out to everyone in the community and the amazing, awesome human being that he is. I have had the privilege of being in David's coaching classes and I came on here because I wanted to tell every one of you, if you have not signed up, you absolutely are totally missing out. You need to jump in there. David's content is simply amazing. And David, your words, you know, they talk about how powerful words are. Your words, every word that comes out of your mouth, I just bless you forever. I can never forget when you say, um, you know, I want to empty my head before I'm dead. And I can't tell you That's how much great. that just, it just, it just goes on and resonate and resonates in my head. And it just keeps prompting me saying, oh my gosh, I got to do more. I got to do more. I have to be able to share more. So I just want to come on here and just give you your blessings. And Tara, your story when you shared on David's class was just so powerful. So I bless you, girl. Bless everyone over here. Thank you, David. This is Louise and I'm done. Luis, thank you. God bless you. It's so kind of you. I appreciate it. Yeah, Tara did come on there and just impact so many people. And this is one, one thing I will leave you with. You know, I, I say this prayer. There's, I don't, I don't remember the last, I don't know, two, three decades anyways. I've never gone a day without, you know, saying this very simple prayer. Lord, please let me leave people better than I found them. That's it. And you could do that with a smile. You could do that with acknowledgement. You could do that. Uh, with support. You could do that with a kind word. And by the way, you can't compliment anybody anywhere in this world without uplifting yourself at the same time. That's how powerful it is. When you lift somebody up, you lift yourself up. If you're down, go lift somebody up. If you're having a tough time, go find somebody that you can help, that you can lift up, and you will get remarkable power from that. I love giving. People, I get that from my mom. She gave endlessly. Um, she still does at 86. God bless her. And and so that's where I got that from. But truth be told, I get something from every coaching class. I get something from every interaction. I've gotten something from uh, knowing Anna, knowing Tara, you know, knowing people like Louise and, and so many others. And so many of them, 95% I haven't met in person, but 100% confident that we will be friends 5, 10, 15 years. As long as I will be on this earth, they can call me or I can call them. And I know that that we are truly friends that just have not had the pleasure of meeting person face-to-face -face yet. And David, so I'm forever thankful for that. I just want to say one of the things, Norman. I think about a year ago when you said the word vulnerability, that's how I met you when I opened up on stage. And I've been lucky to meet Tar in person it doesn't live too far from me for lunch. And when we met and we talked quite a bit, it took a little while because we were both busy. Um, it was like we knew each other. And we do converse every week, every couple of weeks, whether we text or we talk. And she's helped me a lot. I'll say that. You too. Uh, we're all here to rise each other, not put each other down. And we shared quite a few stories over lunch. And I thank her for that. Thank you, Norm. She's a tremendous person.